and welcome to Socks on Tap. This is Andrew Kinsler. I am joined here by the Johnny Nani today and we are talking about a terrible loss. This one hurts quite a bit. Johnny, how are we feeling over there? Uh, Andrew, I'm hurt. I think you said it, <laughs> that, it uh, that perfectly there in your intro that yes, this is a terrible loss and it hurts so much. Uh, yes, Saturday's game was a blowout in Oakland, but this one, we're in it, we're tied, uh, we get a really nice play with Cordell down the line to uh, keep it tied, and then the ninth inning, um, wheels fall off, and uh, it, it just hurts, man, uh, that's the only way I could describe how I'm feeling yeah. right now. I mean, the wheels really did fall off, and it really does hurt, I mean, it's it's just a complete mood killer, um, really starts to make the whole, like, Sunday scaries really start to kick in pretty quick there. But, um, yeah, so obviously not a great way to end it. And it sucked especially because we saw a pretty reasonable start out of Reynaldo Lopez today. So I know that when you were on the Sox on Tap yesterday uh, that uh, Tony Marchese mentioned he wanted to see at least six strikeouts out of Reynaldo Lopez. Well, he actually got seven, and he actually looked pretty darn good today. Yeah, so Ronaldo Lopez had made those comments that you're going to see a different Ronaldo Lopez in the second half of the season, and this obviously was his first shot at it um, after the All-Star break. So it was good to see him, you know, and it's encouraging. Um, six innings, three hits, one run. It was unearned. Uh, two walks, seven strikeouts like you had just mentioned. Uh, that brings that ERA back down under six, so that's good. He's at <laughs> five nine seven now. You know, he was, uh, he was the highest among qualified pitchers uh, coming into this one, so... Um, it was good to see that from Raul Lopez. So if we're going to take a positive here, that was definitely it. But then, unfortunately, just the end of the game left such a sour taste in my mouth that it uh, brings me back to this. It was wasted. That effort by Raul Lopez there, a good, you finally get a good one. Uh, it's not like he was putting you in a bad spot there. Um, gave you all the chance in the world to win. And uh, they just, you know, pissed it away. That's that's what happened. Yeah, I mean, that's really all, all that it like does come down to, and you also like did mention the quote that he had the other day about how he wants to completely make this a new second half for him. Well, um, I think it's right off to the good start, which is good, but um, you know, I think the next big step for him is to really be able to string uh, together some good starts there a little bit consistently. So, you know, we'll see if he's up for that challenge here in the second half. But, yeah, uh, for sure, tough way for things to go down, especially with, you know, Reynaldo Lopez being able to hand over um, a lead to the bullpen, or I think it was tied at that point, and then Eloy hit the home run. Um, Mm -hmm. But, yeah, so tough to see for Evan Marshall. He... You know, as we've always talked about, he had a great start to this season, but um, actually in his last 10 or so appearances, he has a 9.45 ERA. So I'm not sure if we're seeing some regression here. Obviously, we we couldn't really expect him to keep up his pace that he was on all season, but 
Uh, do you see anything different from him? What are you seeing here with Evan Marshall? And do you think he's able to turn it around? So one thing that could be a factor in this is that he has been out of the big leagues for a little bit before this. Um, maybe guys had, you know, not had the uh, most recent scouting on him before. And uh, now it's something where the league is adjusting to him. Uh, obviously, the more he pitches, the more film there is on him. So I feel like that could be a factor that's playing into it. Um, Stuff-wise, I mean, he's not as sharp hitting locations uh, as he was in that uh, nice stretch that he had over April, May, even into a little bit early June. So um, I think he could turn it around, um, but obviously that's uh, easier said than done. Um, You know, it it can be a mindset thing as well. You start getting rocked a couple times in a row. And uh, then it just, you know, puts you a little bit down in the dumps. So th- that could be yeah. a factor that plays in. I think there's a lot of things that go into it. Um, I mean, luckily the damage was only that one home run. I mean, it was unfortunate that Eloy had given us the lead in the top of the seventh on that home run that he hit to left center. And then Marshall comes in in the bottom of the seventh and the lead is gone just, you know, like that. So, um, right. yeah, I, I don't know what's going on with Evan Marshall. Um, it has, I was hoping that we could ride this and uh, – He'd be a nice little reclamation piece here, but um, I think he is definitely showing some aggression, regression. Like yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> and I think a lot of it could have to do with the situations that he's been in. So at the start of the year, whenever he was a lot less proven, he was really kind of put in some of these spots where, you know, not necessarily all of them were specifically in a like garbage time type of role. But, you know, he, he, he like really wasn't put in all, a lot of these high like leverage type of situations. And there really were no expectations for him because people just didn't really know who he was. Now I think there's more expectation. People, mm-hmm. you know, want to see him keep on performing. And, you know, obviously now he's in a few more high leverage situations. So that's kind of tough to, you know, really consistently keep those positive performances going there. So, yeah. Hopefully he is able to get back on track there. But, um, you know, there were a few positives from today. Uh, as we already mentioned, the bomb by Eloy Jimenez, which, you know, that was a really clutch home run. And at that point, I was feeling pretty excited about this. I, I thought that, you know, then we would be able to kind of hold things uh, together for the most part and hopefully squeak out one win here. Yeah, unfortunately, it didn't play out that way. And I think you're uh, transitioning here to, uh, you know, the excitement of the game at the end. Um, I mean, yeah, it was unfortunate for us, but I mean, still kind of a exciting peak and then, a you know, drop off in the valley um, towards the end. So in the bottom of the eighth inning, um, there were uh, runners on first and third, I believe, for the athletics and um fly ball hit down into that massive foul territory. By the way, I'm not, uh, you know, going to miss that one bit, all that foul ground where yeah, all those pop, all those pop-ups that would be in the fifth row at the rate or, you know, easy, catches, place, for, really. easy catches for Matt Chapman over there. But anyway, so um, that play in the eighth, uh, it was one out. I think it was, yeah, runners on first and third. Uh, foul ball down the line, um, kind of in the A's, or that that would probably be the White Sox. Yeah, the White Sox bullpen down there. Ryan Cordell goes over, makes a catch, 
and fires it home, fires a strike home to James McCann, and they were able to gun down the runner there. Um, it was called out. It was very close play uh, with the way that I believe was that uh, was that Chapman or Olson that was coming home. Uh, it, was it was Chapman. Yeah, it was Chapman. So yeah, with the way that he kind of slid and lifted his left hand and or like kept his left hand back and was trying to reach um, to the back tip of the plate with his right hand. Um, it was kind of uh, you know it's a really tough call for the ump on the field. I'll give him that. But he was called out. Um, on the uh, initial play. Of course, they go and review it because it's a big situation in the game. Um, and, I mean, it was close, but they didn't have enough clear and convincing evidence to overturn it. So I think you had said it best when uh, we were texting, and you'd said, well, if the call was safe originally on the field, that's what matters the most. If it was safe originally, then there it would have stood, but with not enough evidence. You know what I'm saying? Right, yeah, and I think... I got that idea. Um, I want to say it was probably Steve Stone on the uh, like uh, broadcast there. So I think he was the one that had first mentioned that. Yeah, um, at least to me, in my eyes and in um, you know my unbiased opinion, there it looked to be like he was safe. But as you did mention, you know there was really no clear and conclusive evidence to switch that around, and you know. You saw the A's manager, uh, what's his name, Bob Melvin, come yeah. out to argue that. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's really not their call. That was, you know, from the review area in New York. So, I mean, I guess you can say that if you want the umpire to get that call right the first time, you know, as I said a little bit earlier, um, then... I don't think that call would be then overturned either way, but you know, it's tough when it's a bang, bang play like that uh, to really get that right. But yeah, honestly, credit to Ryan Cordell. So, you know, as much as he isn't that great of a hitter, uh, he really does make up for it with the glove. I think, you know, like at some point moving forward, he could be a nice like fourth outfielder, late, late inning, uh, like substitution type of guy, whether it's for us whenever we're uh, contending or for some other team, uh, he's, you know, pretty valuable piece off the bench. Granted, I don't think he's worthy of being an everyday starter like he is with this team, but, you know, that's just kind of the cards we are dealt with right here, I would say. Yeah, um, definitely agree with you there. Um, nice play by him. Uh, nice toss. Like I said, it was on the money. Uh, McCann, I'm sure he had to come up a little bit, but I mean, that's a long throw from down there and he's in foul territory. So a little bit different angle than you're used to throwing um, to the home plate there. Uh, but yeah, anyway, so that, that play resulted in an out. Um, moving on, on uh, top of the ninth, White Sox weren't able to get anything going. Um, and then in the bottom of the ninth, Jace Fry uh, comes in, allows a leadoff single, and then gets his ground ball that he needed um, for the second batter. But unfortunately, Jose Rondon is playing shortstop instead of Tim Anderson right now. Not great, Bob. Because Tim Anderson's out with an injury. And uh, Jose Rondon fires the ball to uh, Yolmer and actually wide of Yolmer. And of course, with all that foul ground that I had mentioned earlier, um, the ball goes skidding into an impossible little corner um, where the 
you know, it's already wide enough, but then it goes, the fence goes out even further. So there's like a little bit of a corner there, um, like where the, the, those bullpens start, uh, ball ends up there and not even a chance for Jose Bray. By the time he got to it, the run was already crossing home plate. So, um, th- that was how the game ended. Um, A's walk it off in a, you know, ridiculous fashion. Um, and it's just heartbreaking for uh, us White Sox fans. I'm sure the team, too, uh, they would have loved to get a win. And nobody likes getting swept. Um, but it, it was, uh, you know, inferior talent on the field uh, that produced the result in that last inning there. Yeah, I mean, that really is just a ridiculous way to lose a ball game, especially when you really are hoping to squeak out a win to you know, not get swept. And then when we really did play a somewhat decent like game all the way through, you know, we were at at least competitive, but um, yeah, I mean, with all that real estate there in the foul, like a territory there, I mean, I would say at a lot of different ballparks, they would maybe only be able to get to third there. And then especially with Graydon, with uh, this speed of Pinder, uh, you know, he was able to get around there and just, it was just such a weird, like, no man's land type of zone there. So, you know, awful. And with all that we've said about how, you know, Tim Anderson isn't a great fielder. Tim Anderson has some pretty big issues with the glove there at shortstop. Uh, the guys that have been playing in his place, you know, haven't always had the most sparkling results there with the glove either. And, you know, as was the case with Jose Rondon, you know, obviously, you know, it's, it's a grind when you're in, uh, like, I mean, it's just a grind when you're in the major leagues like that. And, you know, obviously it's tough to criticize these guys because they are the best in the world at what they do. But, uh, I don't know. I'm, I've, been tired of Jose Rondon. I am tired of Jose Rondon. Um, you know, I'm not sure how much longer he will be here. Um, Any time that the team decides enough is enough with him at the major league level, um, he will officially be gone because I looked and he actually has zero minor league options left. So mm. um, I, I guess possibility of that whenever Tim Anderson comes back, but um it's just getting tough to watch. It really is. Um, and you had said, um, mentioning Timmy there, uh, he's more of a natural shortstop though. You know, that's his, that's his position. Um, I think, uh, you know, Lurie had some trouble Friday night. There was at least three or four that I could count, um, from my memory that, uh, he had, uh, had trouble with, or just not been able to get to the way that I think Tim Anderson would be able to, um, obviously Jose Rondon's, uh, throw over to second today, uh, way wide. Um, you know, it, it's, uh, it's frustrating to watch. Um, and I, I agree with you that I think when they finally decide enough is enough, uh, maybe when Tim Anderson comes back, that could be the end of Jose Rondon there. So, um, on the South side, but we will see, um, that's still a little bit off. I, I don't now just with the way that I thought I was hopeful during the all-star break that maybe we'd see Timmy at some point this road trip. But, um, right now, just from the reports and the, uh, base, the limited baseball activity that he's done, it probably wouldn't be until that homestand, um, that starts not this upcoming Monday, but the next Monday. Right. So, um, yeah, n- another week of it. Um, another week of it. Um, this, this one's just tough, Andrew. Uh, I, I think we've covered everything in this game here. 
Uh, let's just move on to tomorrow. Otherwise, I'll I'll just get uh, too upset here. <laughs> yeah, couldn't agree more. All uh, right. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. If we're looking at tomorrow, we have our All Star Lucas Giolito up against Jacob Junis. So on the year, Lucas Giolito. 11-3 and three with a 3.15 ERA, 120 strikeouts. Jacob Junis, 4-8 and eight with a 5.33 ERA and 99 strikeouts. So with us needing to get back on track tomorrow, what are the big keys for you uh, if we're looking at it from a like standpoint coming in here? Um, Lucas Giolito, keep being uh, Lucas Giolito. And by the way, Lucas Giolito, not playing the Cubs, so just yeah. keep that in mind. Uh, so yeah, I mean, hopefully the blue jerseys really... don't don't like give them any sort of uh, you know like trouble with that. But yeah, 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 yeah. He gets it confused for him. Uh, but <laughs> uh, yeah, so I mean, Luke Julia has three losses on the year. Um, two of them have come to the Cubs. Um, and we played four games total against them. So uh, yeah, it's a. Um, it, I mean, it's, it is Lucas Giulio, though. Um, he's obviously turned thing, things around, was an all-star, uh, struck out Cody Bellinger in the all-star game. Um, so that was encouraging. Uh, it was good stuff to see. I mean, you know, all those guys only throw an inning there, so you don't really get um, that much of a taste of them in that game. But uh, it was good to see him, you know, uh, get finally get some recognition there, um, especially for the campaign that he put up in the first half of the year. So uh, just get back to it, Lucas. Um, keep uh, using utilizing your changeup. I think that'll be huge. Um, that thing just is so nasty when it drops off the table. Um, so uh, I'd say that for uh, the pitching-wise and then uh, bullpen-wise, I really hope we're seeing a Alex Colome lock it down because some of these other guys are um, either inconsistent or just uh, getting unlucky, whatever it may be, um, uh, these other guys in the bullpen. So hopefully Lucas can go 7-8, I would hope. <laughs> the, yeah. The, uh, Honestly, um, in my mind right now, but then uh, for offense, um, let's, uh, you know, pile on some extra base hits. That was, you know, we finally got our first extra base hit of the A series in today's game when John Jay hit a double early on. Uh, And that was just a bloop. It was like a, a it was down the line. Too. Yeah. yeah, it was a cheap, not hard. Let's let's hit some gaps. Uh, let's hit some home runs. Um, I know we can do it there in Kansas City. Uh, we've had a cast of him, you know, Jose Abreu. He, uh, I feel like he hits pretty well in that park. Um, I mean, I, I don't have the numbers to go off in front of me, but you know, you'd look at there's definitely a massive bomb to left field earlier in like that first series of the season there mm-hmm. this year. Um, there's been multiple uh, times of it, and. Uh, and other than that, um, you know, uh, I'd like to see Eloy uh, start to get on a little bit of a tear here. Uh, he started off today nicely with a uh, home run. So um, keep that going, Eloy. I feel like it should be a good opportunity against a struggling Kansas City Royals team for him. Um, but, yeah, we just need to pile up some extra base hits. Uh, I think that's going to be key for the offense, Andrew. Absolutely, yeah. Um, I would say that the bats are for sure key here, which, you know, we have – a pretty reasonable track record against uh, Jacob Junis, so I think that this will be a good opportunity for those bats to wake up a little bit because they really do need to. And another key for me is, you know, we did mention Lucas Giolito, and I want to touch on, you know, how he'll be able to, like, sort of mix up his... how he'll be able to mix up um, the different, like, strategies he'll have coming into this. So... This will be his 
fifth start against the Royals. So, you know, he's done well against them this year. He's gone 3-0 and with a 1.80 ERA in the four games that he started. So, you know, obviously this will be the fifth time they've been able to see him. It's, you know, not an exciting lineup that the Royals will be putting out there, but they are big leaguers nonetheless. And, um, you know, hopefully Lucas is able to continue to mix things up against them and to have a lot of success there. So that's something I'm looking for. Um, and then, yeah, as you mentioned, hopefully we do see Colome because that means that, you know, or more often than not, that does mean that the game is close and in hand. Um, not to go back all like that much from the game today, but I did think it was somewhat surprising that we didn't see him there in the ninth. Um, mm-hmm. And you mentioned the other day that you didn't want him pitching in the mop-up role to impact uh, whether or not we saw him. So hope that that certainly w- wasn't the case on why he wasn't in there today. But um, I'm not sure. Did you have anything else you wanted to touch on on either of these games, or do you want to get into picks to click? Uh, I think that was a really good point that you had just brought up. Um, I kind of really didn't think about it um, <clears throat> in the in the time there. I I mean, it, it's a tough decision there for a manager because um, if it does end up going, uh, you know, in, in further into extras, and I, I know you have to play for the one right in front of you there, but, I mean, Jace Fry gave you the opportunity, so that's why yeah. I, I, I guess I didn't really rail against it too hard. But, yeah, hopefully that uh, mop, you know, that mop-up inning on Saturday in the blowout wasn't why that, uh, you know, um, that Ricky didn't go to him in today's game. So that's all I got on that one. And then tomorrow, um, I mean – this series is going to be huge, Andrew. I uh, just, just got swept. Uh, that's never a good feeling for a team, but the Royals are a good team to uh, uh, bounce back against. Uh, we got four of them, too. It's a four-game series in Kansas City because the next opponent is Tampa Bay at Tampa Bay uh, this upcoming weekend, and, you know, they're, they're a really solid team. So they are. It's not going to be a cakewalk all the way through. It's not like a, you know, Kansas City, Baltimore, Detroit sort of road trip. No, you got two solid teams. The A's are a good team. You know, they're, you know, coming into today, they were uh, half game uh, ahead in that second wild card spot. Um, and the Rays are that first wild card team. So um, it's not going to be a cakewalk, but this series against the Royals uh, should be a good opportunity for the White Sox to get their feet back underneath them. Um, right. That's all I got. And, we can move into pick. We, yeah. Oh, you got something. Oh, yeah. And I was just like going to add quickly. I do feel like we always play pretty bad at um, like Tampa Bay. I feel like that's always been a place that we do struggle. Uh, I was actually at one of the games last year that they won on a home run by Daniel Palka. Um, but yeah, I. I think that they for sure need to just really be able to seize these, you know, like four huge games here that, you know, I don't expect them to take all four, but it's not out of the realm of possibility, especially with some of our better pitchers going there. And, um, you know, I'm expecting at least three out of them. So, uh, yeah, so that's all I have there. Uh, I guess we can get into picks to click, uh, I'm going to go with Yohan Mankata. So, uh, you know, easy choice, I guess. But, uh, you know, he's done great against Jacob Junis over his career. Uh, he has a few bombs uh, against him as well. I wouldn't be surprised if he put one into the right center bleachers there uh, up in Kansas City. So that's mine. 
who's yours? All right, so I'm just going to try and speak this thing into existence because um, you see all these other, you know, up-and-coming prospects. Not that Eloy hasn't been, you know, he's done some good things, um, but, you know, guys like Pete Alonso, just absolute all-stars come out of the uh, scene. Uh, Michael Chavis, guy for Boston, just hitting monster bombs. Um, let's see it consistently from Eloy. So I'm going to roll with Eloy um, back-to-back games with the home run. Um, but that's what I'm feeling here. Um, and then let him get on a tear and uh, put himself in this AL Rookie of the Year conversation um, in the second half of the season. Yeah, I would like that a lot. Um, I mean, hopefully we're both right because that would mean that, you know, some of our big bats in this lineup are really producing. And uh, I don't know. I mean, it is tough to be optimistic after seeing this, you know, tough shellacking that we took out in Oakland. But um I think I, I think that things can only go up from here and you know, mm. I think that we're gonna have a good series against the Royals. I think that Lucas Giolito is for sure gonna start us off on the right foot in that regard. So for me, that's all Oh, is, is uh, one one last thing. Um, we had just uh, looked at it right before we came on, but I had just forgotten about it until now. And our final thoughts here: uh, the Royals had a bit of a bullpen day today. Um, I believe right. they used seven different pitchers, six or seven different pitchers today, um, spreading out in a loss to the Tigers. So um, that's just something to keep in mind. Um, it could be these uh, these guys are trying to leave uh, Eunice out there. And uh, maybe we could take advantage of that, uh, get to them, and uh, keep piling it on. Um, I don't know what the situation is there. I just saw that uh, yeah. box score that, you know, it's not a good way to come into the series losing to the Tigers because the Tigers are pretty bad themselves. So right. um, that 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 was just something that I wanted to mention, something to keep an eye on for the series because that can kind of deplete, you know, not just the day after, but day two down the road um, even. Absolutely. So, um, that's that, a great that, point for sure. Yep, that, that's it, though. Um, let's come back and get them tomorrow. This one sucks, but we got to put it in the rear view. Um, it's a long season, so uh, let's get some wins here in KC before we uh, have to take out another tough team in the Rays. Yep, no doubt. So let's make it hurt against those pesky Royals. Uh, that's all I've got other than let's go White Sox. Let's go White Sox. Let's go White Sox.